This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode number 27 titled Winter Lawn Care and this one's with Total Lawn once again. So again, as you know, if you listen back to any of the other episodes here, you'll know that we had this initial interview process with Carlos from Total Loan, where he spoke us through basically how the company runs about some of the products that they have, what their sort of thing is that they're looking to in the future and what the brand is all about. So if you're interested in hearing all the main bulk of, say, the first half of this sort of conversation, then please just uh, go back a few episodes and you'll be able to find that there. But on this one here, we're talking winter lawn care. So this is everything from now where we are, what we should have done, and what we've got in the future. So I just want to welcome back to the podcast, Carlos from Total Loan. How are you doing, mate? All good. So as I've just mentioned there on the intro, um, we're just here today to just talk about through some winter lawn care. And I know that you're very active on the scene, obviously, with lawn care. The way I say it, you're, you're very much here and you're, you're basically taking over, as you uh, so mm-hmm. rightly said last time. Uh, I just want to talk through basically some of your products and just basically what's on the horizon for Total Loan. But um, mm-hmm. if we could just start by talking about, you know, what people should have done by this point, bearing in mind we're sort of mid-November when this is getting recorded and what mm-hmm. they should have had ticked off by now. Yeah, yeah, okay. So um, we're in, we're, we've had a bit of an odd uh, odd couple of months, really, in respect of weather because it was unseasonably mild and then it's gone cold again. And uh, and then it went a little bit mild again and then back to cold. So it's been it's been a little bit up and down. It's not really been like a steady decline as it normally is. So in terms of what already should have been done, um, definitely leaf clearing. Um, the, the leaves have been falling now for about four or five weeks. Leaves need to be coming off the lawn as often as humanly possible because they're going to be the one of the primary drivers of uh, disease and uh, funguses and, and things like that. So <clears throat> we want to have want to have leaves off um, as often as possible. Um, the, there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter about last cuts, which I'm hearing uh, on Instagram all the time. Um, I don't know what your view is on this, actually, Sam. But our position on this is that basically, as long as your lawn's not covered in snow, it's it's still it's still good to mow, really. Um, no, yeah, the, absolutely. The grass. A lot of people don't realise this. The grass is still growing over uh, over the winter period, albeit very very slowly um, but it is still growing and uh, 
cutting it just a little bit, just taking, take, you know, taking just the tops off every now and again, is going to stimulate the plant to uh, engage its uh, stress response, if you will, and keep itself healthy. So a lot of people this time of year, they start to pack up the lawnmower and everything and they sort of call it a day. Um, we, we suggest that you don't do that. We suggest that you keep, uh, keep mowing. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that really because, I mean, even on both sides here, so from me, you know, doing my own lawn care, my own property, I've noticed, I've had that same conversation in my head because as of other years, when it is normally a lot colder now when the growth is a lot slower than what it is at the moment, uh, you do normally look at starting to do these things like wind down, you know, put one more away, keep one ready, that sort of thing. And even with the business side of it, with clients, I've noticed over the last, you know, three weeks, I've had clients say, oh, you know, it'll, it'll be the last cut this week. You know, we'll, we'll see you in March. And I've said, oh, well, you know, if it keeps growing, we should keep cutting. And I've had this mm-hmm. exact conversation. And it was only yesterday, in fact, I had a, a phone call from one of my clients saying, Sam, like the grass is still growing. What, what on earth did you put down here? And I says, I haven't <laughs> treated it. I says, it's just the temps are still so mild that, you know, I think people get so attached to, almost calendar dates, you know, Halloween, stop yes. cutting. And that really isn't the case. You know, if it's grown, like you say, then, you know, it's our duty, our responsibility to uh, keep on going, you know, and just keep on, like you say, not taking loads off. You're not scalping it down, but just keeping on top of it and keeping it, you know. Yeah, I mean, you want it a bit ends. longer. You want it a bit longer than usual as well, you know, in, in this time here. Don't go too short because uh, it, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna bounce back quick enough. So slightly longer than than usual is is good. Not by not by a lot, you know, ten percent, fifteen percent, something like that. Yeah. Um is is ideal. And uh, the other thing as well, I suppose, is I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing any aerating really now or any scarifying. I probably probably knocked that on the head by now. It's, it depends whereabouts in the country you are. If you're down on the south coast, it might still be mild enough to do that. But um, I probably wouldn't be doing any any heavy raking or anything like that, uh, just because the, the, the turf the turf is going to be stressed, and um, you don't want to be stressing the turf too much uh, too much in the winter. Yeah, um, I think. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, just looping back to the the mowing thing. What what a lot of people don't realise is that. It's you, all these like things that you do at this time of year, you're basically saving yourself time and effort when it gets warmer again. Because if you look after your lawn properly in the winter, in the autumn, you're going to have less to do in the spring when, um, when you're trying to get it back in good condition. It's like a lot of people start the season off in sort of end of Feb, March, it depends on the temperature, obviously. And they're like, right, we need to get the lawn looking good for summer. Well, what if you did a lot of the legwork now and it was a case of getting to March and going, I can have this lawn looking in tip-top condition in three weeks, which is perfectly possible if you do the legwork now in terms of keep mowing it, keep the leaves off it, keep the snow off it, all that type of stuff. Yeah, we, we almost get seen as being, you know, I've touched on this before with sort of like reels and things like that without going into too much depth. That, you know, there's a lot of hate from people that know nothing about lawns and grass when they see people, you know, raking the morning dew off the lawn or, you know, sweeping, you know, taking a brush across your lawn or something. And they think you're crazy or deluded about it. But in Mm -hmm. fact, it does. It's got massive. It's very beneficial to do these jobs. You're not being crazy. You're not being over the top. You're simply doing 
little things like you say that if you do them now, it's going to save you probably weeks, you know, come spring, not just days. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you've said, if, if you can clear some leaves up now, it's going to probably save you having to do a minor renovation process in the spring. And like we know the recovery process of that, you know, mm-hmm. it's a good a few weeks at least. And what takes us really to there when, when we're saying about uh, the loan recovering, it's the exact reason why we should have scarified by now for sure. I've seen out there as well about, you know, how we're talking about yellow tips on the end and things like that. It's a sign that the, the loan is getting stressed out. It's hitting them colder temperatures. And mm-hmm. if you're in two minds and you're thinking, oh, there's still a bit too much thatch in there, you're better off leaving it by this point because your loan will just simply not recover in time to have a nice loan through winter, you know, if that is the mm-hmm. goal. Agree completely. Yeah. So moving forward from that is like treatments. Can you talk us through what the autumn feed that you've, I know we're sort of hitting the very back end of when you could even mm-hmm. really apply this, but what the autumn feed prepares the loan for and how your winter fertilizer that you've just brought out only a matter of a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, how that can help the loan in the winter sure. and going into sort of the year afterwards. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. So I'll talk to you about both of them in tandem. So what we've got is in, so let's loop back a little bit further. <laughs> Fertilizer producers typically have just sort of not really put a lot of effort into autumn and winter. And the reason for that is they, they look at the market and they go, no, everyone's shutting the back door by end of November. They're not, they're not opening the back door again until March nobody's bothered and that's sort of the view that they take so that they, they, they don't put a lot of effort into marketing the benefits of um looking after the lawn in that period and it also possibly helps them sell a little bit more fertilizer and patch repair kits in in the in the in the on season if you will yeah. so there's and if you look at you know we we yeah, I've, I've spoke about this on the on the first podcast, but we have we have quite a strong marketing and advertising background, so we're looking at like actual data of, of sale uh, search trends and things like that, and it falls off a cliff. It gets to sort of end of October, November time, and and the the search volume for these type of uh, queries uh, drops off a cliff. So anyone in uh, well, you know the the people who are marketing other. Uh, fertilizer products are sat there going well there's not really much point in us doing this there's not a lot of appetite for it whereas what we're doing is we're going right what's best for the lawn let's start there and then we'll figure out the rest of it um after that so which is why we did a very very small production of the cold season feed but i'll get to that in a minute um to answer your question autumn feed it's a 10-5-12 with 50% of the nitrogen on a 90-day slow release. So um, that means that it's going to last about three months. This is probably, where are we now? End of November. I'd probably only have another week, maybe two weeks maximum of applying this particular formulation before we get into the uh, cold season stuff. And I'll explain why in a second. So we've got a 10-5-12. 50% of the nitrogen on 90-day slow release. It's got 1.5% magnesium, 2% calcium, 3% iron sulfate, 0.5% manganese, and 10% of the whole volume is made up of zeolites. So in, instead of going like completely chemistry class on all of that, I'm just going to give you the, the sort of um, easy version of it. And that is that 
the ingredient to watch out for in this whole thing is the manganese, which is 0.5%. Manganese is a ingredient that we've not included in the spring and summer feed um, because the lawn doesn't need it as much uh, in those months because what manganese does is it helps with disease resistance. So we're going into colder months. The lawn is more susceptible to disease um, from all the things we mentioned before, the, the, the cold, the snow, the leaves, all that stuff. Manganese is deficient in like 95 plus percent of soil samples that we've uh, looked at. So we thought, right, we'll put manganese in. You only need a very small amount of it to have a, to have a really substantial effect. And that is, that is the ingredient that we've um, put into this one that's different from the uh, spring and summer. Now, the quantities of the other ingredients have changed uh, to make it appropriate for the time of year. But that is like the newbie, if you will. Uh, the other thing is the zeolites. And essentially what they do is they allow the, they allow the, the soil to store more nutrients um, for longer and, and also hold more water uh, for later use and things like that so that is the autumn feed as i say we're getting to the end of november it's probably not um probably not a good idea maybe the next couple of weeks maximum to apply that um if you're listening to this at a point where you are beyond sort of the start of december then i would suggest going with the cold season feed and this is controversial. We've had a little bit of pushback on this because people are saying, why have you got nitrogen in a cold season feed? Um, I think you even, you didn't ask this uh, specifically, but you, uh, you said that um, it's a curious thing that, you know, people have asked about in terms of um, there being nitrogen in it. Yeah, it's something... Assumes. It's something you don't. It, yeah, you don't. You don't see it a lot. And when when people think nitrogen, people automatically think growth. And although that's the you know that that is what you think about when you think of nitrogen when it comes to these feeds, I think people you know can quite easily cross the the view of how much to have. So like, what's beneficial at one point in spring and summer, you know, could be used differently than in winter. So, for example, someone that uses a very high nitrogen feed, you know, sort of mid-spring when everything's grown well, and you're 20 plus nitrogen, for example, mm -hmm. some people then ask why at this time they wouldn't be able to use that same feed, you know, and mm -hmm. just to see nitrogen on something that you're going to be putting down your lawn come, you know, January time, quite frankly, is when mm -hmm. I would be looking to put it, put this product down. It raises mm -hmm. some questions, like you say. So I think among myself, who I am curious to hear more and how you've came to the decision on, you know, on the ratio that you've chosen and basically mm -hmm. just, you know, what, what, not so much what's your data on it, but how did you come towards this figure and, and why? Mm -hmm. Okay. So plants, all plants need nitrogen. Grass is no different. And grass needs nitrogen even in the winter. And it uses the nitrogen differently in the winter. And also we're only giving it a very, very small amount. So we've, we've got the formulation is a six, five, 10. So there's a lot more emphasis um, on, on the roots and uh, looking after the roots um, on this one. But there's 6% nitrogen 
And that nitrogen is there to support the little bit of growth that still does happen in that period. And the plant, if you had no, if the plant had no nitrogen whatsoever, I'm not talking about like in a feed per se, but if there was like none in the soil, if it was absolutely uh, barren of, of nitrogen in the soil, the lawn would die in the winter. It would just die. So right. that's, that's why we include some nitrogen. And there is going to be some growth as a result of that. But like I said before, as long as it's you know, as long as it's not covered in snow, you can still mow. So it's not it's not a bad thing, and you can have a fantastic looking lawn in January. There's no reason why you can't. Um, the other couple of things in this is we've got a high dose of iron sulfate at six percent, and we've got another 0.5 percent manganese. So the iron sulfate in this case is there to suppress moss. Um, there's some iron sulfate 3% in the autumn feed, which um, is doing the same job there as well. But the lawn is going to be really susceptible to moss during this um, next few months. The iron sulfate is there to suppress the moss. That's why there's 6% quite high dosage. We've had a few remarks about that as well, because it's like 6% will kill moss yeah. um, in, in most cases. But in the winter, it's battling against the 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 moss taking a strong hold if you will that it will kill it but it's more there as a suppressant and also it's going to make the the, the lawn a nice green color because iron does does help with the color as well so we've also got a top up of the manganese like i just said which is there to um help with uh, disease prevention um in those months and this is designed to be applied twice so you apply it, um, well, it depends. If you applied the autumn feed like now, you'd probably only apply the cold season feed once. But if you applied the autumn feed a couple of months ago, you'd be coming up to make your first application of the cold season feed now. And then you would make the second application probably end of January. And that is because the nitrogen isn't on a slow release on this product. So the nitrogen is going to be used up in the soil uh, and in the plan in probably six to eight weeks from application. So it's designed to be applied twice. Uh, so it's literally pushing, pushing you over that finish line in a spring, basically, isn't it? It's like that last that last burst, as you wish, I suppose. Precisely. We, we've designed it, actually, really, to be the last feed of the year and the first feed of the year. That's sort of the way that we, we, we've approached it. It's going to... It's gonna, give the plant what it needs during the winter and then it's going to give it just that little kickstart just as we get before spring if you were to apply it say in start of february something like that it's going to give you that nice little pick me up just before the spring it's going to start stimulating that growth it's going to be getting a little bit milder as well and then come march you'll be able to apply spring and summer feed yeah. so that's that's the idea and that works well as well. It's funny that you mentioned that with, you know, the first one, because, I mean, even even though we hear all your products and you, you release them to the public as, you know, as, as quick as you can with it. Before I knew of any of these products coming through at the start of this year, 2021, I actually used your pre-seed fertilizer at the start of mm -hmm. the year, simply on this benefit of, you know, and it was like, you know, end of February time, it's when we had that strange sunny spell that came out of nowhere where you know it shouldn't have been 
And mm-hmm. I actually used a pre-seed fertilizer for this exact thing that I wanted a small amount of nitrogen to come through, but mainly looking about the, like kicking them roots into place ready for the spring. And mm-hmm. this is, it was on the basis I used that because I didn't have a winter feed that it's hard to come across a feed that is purely winter specific and, you know, it, it dials into everything you need. So this is definitely going to be personally my, there is my one place change, you know? Oh, really? As far as I'm aware, yeah, I've, 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 I've looked. I've not found anything that is specifically aimed at winter. I've found stuff that's like autumn and winter, yeah. but I've not found anything that, that is like specifically winter. I'm not saying that one doesn't exist, but I've not found one. Um, the thing is with M1s as well is, and this is why I never used it, for example, um, and I went with a pre-seed fertilizer, was I really didn't like the idea of sticking something down in what October, November as your autumn feed and then not touching it until April. You know, that's mm-hmm. a long, you know, a feed isn't going to be lasting you five, six months. Yeah, I really doubt. You know, as it's such, very difficult. Yeah, so, so to find them two different um, two different products that, you know, achieve whatever goals you're after, you know, it's almost like a gap in the market here. And I think from what you said with the pre-sales doing really well with it, you know, it seems like a lot of people has been thinking this exact same thing of, mm-hmm. there's, you know, it's missing that spot. Although other companies, like you say, off the shelf in Tesco or whatever it might be, you know, they, they aim towards the spring and summer. You're looking at, every lawn care user, not just, not just the generic, you know, how can we make the most money? You're looking at the lads that are out there to, you know, improve the lawn all year round. And it's a bug. Mm-hmm. And once when you catch it, you know, you kind of want to, you need something to do to, to take you through the winter months. And mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, it sounds, I'm really looking forward to using it personally. Quite, mm. it's, uh, it's quite exciting to see. And as you say, if, if you're sure if you haven't found it through your market research, a lot of us hasn't, hasn't either. And uh, I think you're going to get a lot of reviews come through, you know, of first time users for something. Because I've never applied anything in January. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. So to do yeah, this yeah. this time, I'm really curious about, you know, what's going to change. You know, is the color going to start coming back? Are we going to see that bit of extra growth? Is it going to be very slightly? It's exciting. You know what I mean? We, there's not enough things out mm-hmm. there that that challenge the system, let's call it, you know, stick it to the man kind of thing. And mm-hmm. as we spoke about before, Lawn care is almost dated. There's not much that has changed in the last forty years, really, of like product wise. Yeah, a couple, a couple of big companies have, have sort of dominated the market. But um, I expect what will happen, um, and this is my, this is my hope, and this is what I want to happen. I want people to be sending us pictures or putting pictures on Instagram in like you know. 27th of December with like they've just mowed their lawn and they've just put a lot of stripes in and like that's 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 what I'm after I'm after like you know that that mid-January like they've just got they just cleared the snow off and there's a big mound of snow next to the lawn and then they've just mowed the thing with uh with their rolling um, rear roller so they've got nice stripes in and I want to see it you know that that's that's what I want to see and you, you touched on a good point now, the, uh, alluding to what I was saying earlier. The other companies that aren't producing these feeds are doing it because they're sat in a boardroom making decisions based on nothing but money, whereas we're taking the approach of what is best for the lawn and what is best for the customer. 
And yeah. I said this to you last time, like we're, we're continuing to dominate this market through just consistently doing the right thing. Yeah. And that, that believe it or not is, is the, is the competitive advantage that we've got. And, it, and it's a good one as well. Cause at the end of the day, if, if enough of us are out there screaming for help at certain times of the year and saying, this is the problem. And this is going to take me to my next point. In fact, this is the problem. You know, what's the secret sauce to help us out? And it's repetitively, well, you can't really do much about it. You know, you're doing this thing where you're going, well, actually, can we dig into the numbers? Can we listen to enough people and actually find out if there is something we can do about it? You know, mm-hmm. light wasn't always a thing, but it, it was invented. You know what I mean? So what's going to bring me to the, my next point, what I'm going to try and put you on the spot with, and it's worm casts. Now, for mm-hmm. anyone that follows Total Loan uh, or Tom's Loan, they'll notice Tom has had an absolute nightmare over the past sort of four or five weeks with worms dominating his loan. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of worm casts popping up and it's happening across the country no matter where you live. Now, mm-hmm. you sent something to Tom. Do you want to just talk about this little i think you know what i'm on about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so so <laughs> it's it's tough one because i'm not sure exactly how much i can and can't say and i have a habit and i keep repeatedly getting uh, getting told by uh, my other business partners that i have a habit of sharing information <laughs> prematurely so uh, so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna err, err on the side of caution on this one because it is it is a real a uh, bit of a sticky situation for us. So I'll explain what we did for Tom and I'll explain why it's a problem. Um, so Tom had horrendous uh, worm casts, like the worst I've ever seen. Like Basically the worms were just eating his front lawn. Yeah. Um, it looked terrible. So <laughs> he's tried a number of different things to uh, remedy that uh, over the past few months uh, to no avail. And in the background, we've not been telling anybody about this, but we've been working on a product that is designed to uh, essentially get rid of the worms. Now, a lot of people will be shocked and horrified and think, oh, you're killing the worms. We're not killing the worms. It does not kill the worms at all. Um, it's, uh, you'd be surprised. Like, you, know, it, it, you, you say that you've got something that kills a bloody worm and you know, you've got 25 vegans uh, going, going in, in at you on your DMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah so <laughs> I've, I've, got to, I've got to be careful. Um, it does not kill the worms. What it does is it creates, um, it creates an unfavorable habitat for them so that they seek accommodation elsewhere. And the way to think about it is it's a little bit like someone walking into your front room and dropping a stink bomb. You're going to leave the room. So that's, that's basically what the product does. I'm, I cannot share a single shred of information about what's in it. Um, I did not even tell Tom what is in it. I just said, we've got this product. We've been testing it here. Um, would you be willing to test it uh, on your lawn? Um, and I must stress, uh, it was it was a controlled test. The dosage was correct, and blah blah blah. So, um, what happened was <laughs> Tom Tom was messaging me on Instagram saying, "I don't believe this. I've put this down, and after five minutes, all these worms are just charging out of his lawn, wow. like, <laughs> like, like, like absolutely, you know, running for the hills." Um, and, and it's and it's really worked. I mean, we've seen it work when we've been testing it ourselves. But Tom's lawn, uh, Tom's front lawn, is 
the worst I've ever seen for worms. So I've not never seen that quantity, if you know what I mean. Oh, literally, um, like, and I mean, people might not end up getting to see this because I don't know if it's allowed to go into a post at any point or whatnot, but Tom put a story up, didn't he? And he was basically mm-hmm. videoing his lawn. And for anyone listening now, I am telling you now, it was like every 30 centimetres, there was another lawn, uh, another worm trying to get up through the lawn and, you know, trying to vacate the premises, as you so politically put. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was, it's for anyone that does have massive dramas. And we know, like I always say in my videos, you know, Blow, blow over the worm casts, you know, pick them up, you know, whatever you might do to get rid of them, brush them out. However you deal with them, I've never seen this take on it where from what it looks like in one, two weeks time, he's not going to have any dramas. Not to the extent that he's having at the moment. In in, in one to two hours time, he's not going to have any dramas. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, it's unbelievable how quick it actually works. So, so the way it works, you apply it at 30 grams per metre uh, which is about the same as you would for any any other fertilizer, and you water it in like horrendously. Uh, you know, five ten minutes of like proper proper soaking. Yeah. Um, and and you know, at this time of year, that's the last thing you want, you you feel like you want to do because obviously you know it's it's wet enough. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but you, that's how you apply it, and it's designed to be applied in this, at this time of year as well. So you apply it. And then what you do is you go inside your house, you make yourself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and you come back out seven to 10 minutes later and you will find that the worms are fleeing en masse. <laughs> and it basically makes, it basically makes the, uh, the, the, the soil um, unsuitable, not, not unsuitable, that's wrong. Um, not very nice to live in. It's not pleasant. Um, for the... For the worms, for the worms, anything else is fine. It won't affect your fertilizer. It won't affect the lawn. It won't affect the soil. It won't affect anything. It won't have any adverse effects whatsoever on anything else that's going on. It's just going to make the worms leave. So, so the, the, the reason why this is so like hush hush and everything is because we are trying to find a way around the no not around sorry we want to comply with the regulations but the regulations are a bit stupid in my opinion and the um the rules basically say that you cannot you know say that this product uh, or product like it does what it does um and it's a little bit like the whole moss killer thing right so iron sulfate you're not even, I'm not even supposed to say what I'm about to say. No, like iron sulfate kills moss. It has always killed moss. It's killed moss since the beginning of time. But due to some changes in how things can be described and things like that, and it's, it's to do with the fact that if you use iron sulfate as a moss killer, it's technically being used as a pesticide and it has to be registered. Whereas if you use iron sulfate as a fertilizer, it doesn't have to be registered. Therefore, you can say that moss will be, uh, moss has previously been known to be killed by iron sulfate. Nothing has changed, but now we're not allowed to say that it kills it. Everyone just and, says burns now, don't we? It just burns. Yeah. Moss. Well, yeah. to be fair, Sam, we just do not comply with that rule. Like we don't. <laughs> it's, it, and and you know it, when <laughs> probably it probably happened. It's not like you. This, but, <laughs> when, <laughs> but when when someone comes knocking on the door, then I'll have the argument then, and, and we'll 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 do it. But. Until then, it's like, no, don't be ridiculous. It's killed moss since the beginning of time. Yeah. It still kills moss now. Nothing has changed other than some ridiculous technicality 
um, on how you can word things. But anyway, back to the worms. This is a similar situation that we've got with the worms. So this product will make the worms leave. It will. We've proven it. But we can't say that that's what it does. We can say that it will treat the soil. We can call it a soil treatment, but we can't say, we can't mention the word worm in the oh, thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's the issue. And uh, we've had the debate about, well, why don't we just you know call it something else and have a bit of a, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It'll deal with your worms. But I don't want to do that. I want to call it, you know, worm exterminator or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want I want to I want to be I want to be you know in your face say no this will deal with your with your worm problem because it yeah, does sell it for how it <laughs> is know? yeah yeah it's 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 bizarre the 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 regulations and rules and, and things like that but we 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 typically don't comply with stuff like that but on this case we've had to just use some of the ingredients that are in it they're covered under different uh, sets of regulations that and than other things that we've dealt with previously so we're having to toe the line just a little bit more than we we would like to you'd like to yeah and that's fair enough i mean it, it just goes to show though there's for all of us at home that just you know we're waiting on this magical serum or whatnot there's there's more to it <laughs> than just literally creating something and pushing it out and i sp- think we spoke about this last time there's so much of like not only batch testing your side but then passing through regulations and i know you've said when things go off to amazon they need to be tested mm-hmm. in quantity and you know for them to get the green pass on it and mm-hmm. but it just shows that you're forever developing what what just makes mm-hmm. me think quite honestly you've done you've done the spring you've done the summer well obviously together you've done like an autumn mm-hmm. feed solely you've done a winter one now you're working on the, the fight against uh, our slimy friends what's next like what do you have on the horizon that you could possibly are you oh, thinking anything some, that you could let us know? Yeah, we've got some juicy stuff coming <laughs> in the pipeline. Like, like it, it, yeah, like I'm really, really excited for, uh, for sort of February, March time next year. We've got a product that we're going to launch at the beginning of next season. Um, I don't know if I've said anything publicly about this yet. I don't think um, I have. <laughs> Oh, you're going to get the scoop on this. <laughs> That's um, it. <laughs> So it's it's um, it's one of them. I had I had a couple of pints with uh, <laughs> with my, with my tea this evening. So <laughs> you've got the benefit of um, of that. So basically, we've got a product that um, I'm not going to disclose the name of it yet. I'll leave that for for us to announce. But we've got a product that basically is a liquid. Um, what you do is you spray it onto your lawn and in 90 minutes two hours your lawn is a lovely luminous green color um regardless of what color it was before and no it's not paint (laughs) a few people have a few people have tried to say oh is it it paint like no first thing i thought of there it's getting quite big over america canada like i was wondering if you're going to dab in it but i'm interested no it's not it's not (laughs) paint it's not paint it's not dye um it's uh I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I can't share the formulation yet. Right, we, so we, we will share. There's we something going to happen some that you've somehow, you've struck the, the magic lamp and you've came up with a product that has got the potential, I'm just going to say at the moment because we don't know anymore, got the potential to turn your lawn from not looking very nice, but in a very quick turnaround time, lush and green. Yeah, like, and, 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 and it does. Like we've tested it. It does. It, it, it's it's wow. unbelievable. Like li- literally, you, 
you uh, do you know what actually Sam I will get some of this up to you to have a play with um before the season because you can use this at any time of year you can use it in January if you want it's not going to mess with anything um nice. it has got it has got a small amount of nitrogen in it because it has to but the reason it's got a small amount of nitrogen in it is because that's going to the nitrogen is just going to stimulate a tiny little bit of growth that's needed to get the other ingredients into the plants so that it turns the, the green colour quickly. Um, but that's yeah, nice. I will get some of this up to you, but that is probably the, the thing that I'm that I'm most excited about. We've got some other few bits and pieces in the pipeline, but that one is, is going to be a game changer and it's especially going to be a game changer for lawn technicians and gardeners. And here's why. Think about this. You're an independent lawn technician. Or you might even be green thumb. You know, a green thumb are welcome to, to purchase a million gallons off us if they want. But yeah. um, they, 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 prob- they probably won't. Uh, but um, alas, it's worth a shot. So if you are an independent lawn technician, you are turn up at your customer's house and you're getting your granular feed or even your liquid feed, whatever, you know, weapon of choice, and you apply your feed. You then leave the property. The customer has been billed. Now, let's say your customer was at work when you arrived. The customer comes home from work. How do they know you've been? Well, you might have put a calling card through. So, you know, you've had your lawn feed today. You might have sent them an email. You might have, you know, you might have an app, whatever, whatever the case may be. But what I'm saying is when the gardener has been around and mowed the lawn and there's beautiful stripes in it and Mr. and Mrs. Jones get home from work, they go, oh, the gardener's been because there's yeah. some you know, nice, nice stripes in the lawn. But when the lawn tech's been, unless they go outside and get on their hands and knees and look at the ground, they're not gonna, they're not gonna see, you know, and they see the granules of, of fertilizer down there, they're not gonna know that you've been, they're not gonna feel like they've had value for money in some cases until you know 10 to 14 days later when the turf starts to respond. So what if you turn up at your customer's house, you apply your granular feed of choice or liquid feed of choice, and then you spray the lawn with our product. In a couple of hours, the lawn is going to go green. It's going to stay like that for four or five days. Mr. and Mrs. Jones come home from work. They go, wow, the lawn tech's been today. All yeah. of a sudden, you feel infinitely more valuable to them. And it's obvious that you've been. So that is, honestly, the primary reason that we've developed this product um, for that exact circumstance. Because we have loads of independent lawn technicians that buy uh fertilizer offers um from our trade range and that to me seems like such an easy uh, advantage for them when when they're they're trying to sell lawn care services it's like imagine going around to a customer they've asked for a quote you go around you explain the process let's say they've never had a lawn tech before and you go listen right say what i'll i'll put an application on right now free of charge no problem let's put it in front lawn for you Boom. You've been gone a couple of hours, they're mulling over your quote, and then they look outside and oh my god, the, the, the lawn is green. You know. Yeah. So that is it's it's a sales tool, it's a, a retention tool. And on your own lawn, I mean, imagine this, you're in the summer, you've got a lot of guests coming around for a barbecue, you're about to put a gazebo up on your grass and start a barbecue up. You think to yourself, just a minute, this lawn would look so much better if it had a quick trim. You give it a quick trim, you put some stripes in it, then you spray this product on it. Two hours later, the grass is luminous green. Everybody comes around like, oh my God, look at the lawn. You know, that, that, wow. that's, that's the effect that we're trying to get. This is 
genuinely blew my mind because just for anyone listening here I did not know anything about any of this this is really just live on the podcast I think he's dropped the bomb here and he's you know he's he's give us a snippet a lot earlier than he was probably expecting to but this blows my mm-hmm. mind the fact that and I, the thing is I, I'm thinking as you're talking now I'm thinking what ingredients can that have in and honestly apart from iron sulfur I cannot think of anything else that would or I can't even even iron sulfur doesn't have as quick of a turnaround as you know, two hours. What you what you're mm-hmm. sort of saying here? That that's blown. That's blown my mind. And just a couple of yes or no questions here. Is it pet friendly? Yes. Child friendly. Yes. Does it kill the worms? No. Wow. <laughs> and, I don't. Uh, I don't it, see. It also. It also won't mess with your other fertilizer either. So right. as I say, it's got it's got a small amount of nitrogen in it. But it's not going to hamper any any other feeding schedule that, that you've got going on. So it, it it plays friendly with the other children. That's awesome. That, that gen- and what a note to end it on as well. I think, um, you know, for how we're looking forward and how we're talking about innovation design and, you know, with everything that we're going to, you're going to look to bring in with products and push out to customers. This just kind of goes to the point when I was saying there that you're always looking. It always seems since you've kind of came onto the radar, that you're doing the next thing and the next thing. And it seems like you're not really stopping at any point. I think we're going to stop putting the juggernaut. We're absolutely, you know, we're getting after it. You know, this this is what we're doing, man. This it's, and and it's, it's, it's interesting. Your people think like with these loads of these little competitors, let's go, I don't even want to call them competitors because they're not even competing on the same level, but there's all these other people, um, who are just popping up like they're basically rebagging other people's fertilizers and trying to sell it as their own. Yeah. And it's like, wow, we've and I've never said this publicly either. It's cost us 160,000 pounds to do to, to set up what, what we've got here. Like wow. it's it, it's you know, we were just we were just two guys at the beginning. Uh, obviously we've got we've got some other partners involved now, but at the beginning it was just two of us and we we just you know we just sort of made it work and that's how much money it cost us to um, to get going, you know, it shows the dedication, so much, really. You know, like yeah, we, well, we, you're, we you're literally putting point. your money there, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it, 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 none of us, none of us, uh, none of us were, were rich at the start of this, so it's it's not. Um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was um, a you know not a big deal. It was a huge Probably project deal, or something. Know, yeah, like, like 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 you know lives on the line type situation, and we just we just knew like we can do this so much better than, than how, than how anyone else is, uh, is doing it. And what's happened is, and you probably know it's this yourself because you're at the coal face every day, other people, other companies have stepped up as well. And I had a conversation about this recently with someone it's like, Oh, you're not, you're not bothered about, you know, all these other companies that are like, you know, trying to do different things. I'm like, absolutely not. Like this, this is good. This is good for, for the long care community on the whole. Like the more and and listen, let, let let me let me make it expressly clear: there is nothing I want more than for everyone to buy our fertilizer, obviously. <laughs> but if if another company improves their product off the back of us making a better one, then that's better for the customer. And if that's better for the customer, then it's going to keep more people engaged in long care for a longer period of time or for life. And if if every if everybody you know the, the 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 rising tide raises all ships theory 
you know, if everybody gets progressively better, the lawn care uh, business, the lawn care industry community gets bigger and stronger over time. And then we all benefit from that. Yeah, we all You know, in, in terms of selling more fertilizer, more independent lawn technicians, more more gardeners selling lawn care services as well, um, instead of just mowing grass. Like the, all these things benefit the whole the whole ecosystem. So um, so yeah, we're we're very happy to be um, sort of taking the lead on this and and you know making other people uh, do better, I suppose. No, absolutely. And it does. It just shows that you, you are, I mean, in my eyes as well, you, you're just, you're leading the way, you're doing the thing that's next. And as we've mentioned a few times on this podcast, you're listening to what the customers are saying. It's always such a big thing. What I, you know, what I push out to every, all the people that's listening now and on my Instagram is that everyone in this community seems to be here to help, you know, whether you're a, a company like yourselves that actually care about the uh, your customers or whether it's other lawn techs or you know gardeners on instagram and on these platforms we're here to help mm-hmm. each other in that whole rising tide thing of bringing everyone up it's literally mm-hmm. you know it's almost the backbone of lawn care because there's more people that come into this industry not knowing a single thing about it than dare i say people that are fully qualified to the eyeballs that come into it so you know by all helping each other taking advice from companies like yourself that is you know, very thankfully, you know, you're open to talk about the things you're doing and why. It's just, it can only be such seen as such a positive. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure on behalf of everyone listening, thank you very much for that, Carlos, and thank you for <laughs> dropping that bomb on the end. But um, no problem. I just want to say thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure once again. And I think it just shows every time you do pop onto the podcast, you know, there's, there's some new information that's getting pushed out there. So again, thank mm-hmm. you very much for joining me tonight. And I'm sure the listeners will uh, love it. So you take care anyway, and I look forward to getting you back for the third run as well. Okay, yeah, of course, whatever you want. Brilliant. Right, take care, mate. Cheers, Sam. Right then, everyone. So that has been episode number 27 titled Winter Lawn Care. So as I'm sure you've listened to there and you've witnessed yourself, there's been some things that you've maybe been thinking about yourself, um, sort of second-guessing yourself. And also thinking, like, even for yourself, as you're, you know, whether you're just taking care of your own lawn or, you know, hundreds of clients' lawn, loans, what's next? What's on the horizon? What else can I do? You know, it's company like, companies like Total Lawn that we have here that are trying to do the next thing. And I think that, you know, keeping within the spirit of helping each other can only help us all, you know. So as Carlos so kindly said there, you know, as it sort of tide raises, you know, all the ships come as well. So. Thank you for joining me on this week's podcast episode. It's an absolute pleasure as always. If you've got any dramas, concerns, or questions at all, then please fire them to myself or even Carlos over on Instagram or through myself on Instagram. So anyway, till next time, take care and see you next week.